Welcome to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Sarah Hayfling, and I'm so excited to be partnering with the Libro Epic Social Impact Initiative. More than ever, we face several social and environmental changes across the globe. These challenges are often complex, multi-layered, and have great impact on local and global communities and regions. Social entrepreneurship welcomes changemakers to be strategic and creative in tackling some of these challenges and are usually known for implementing widespread improvements in society. Through the partnership with Epicenter and Libro Credit Union, we'll be highlighting local social enterprises every month on the 15th. Let's hear how these social enterprises made it happen. So I just want to say thank you so much for joining me here today, and I'm so excited to hear about your social enterprise cook-up and about your journeys as entrepreneurs, so thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Yes. Um, So how about we start off with having each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your business. So I'm uh, Delna Buhariwal. I'm one of the co-founders of of Cook-Up. And I originally came to Canada to do my master's at the University of Windsor and then worked in nonprofit for a couple of years uh, with newcomers and immigrants and then took a break from that for a couple of years to do a business degree. A mentor I had at the time had sort of suggested that, you know, the ways of nonprofit and the language that we that we learn is of a particular world. And that it would be a good thing to also have the similar knowledge uh, with business, which can be strikingly different. So I left to move to Toronto and do a business degree at York University, moved back to Windsor, um, having learned quite a lot, not just about the business world, but about myself as well. And then worked in nonprofit again in, in a different role. Um, before about two years ago, leaving that to start what today is Cook Up. Uh, um, my name is Trishana Linton. I go by Trish, and I I met Delna working in nonprofits. So my educational background is in social work and women's studies, which I completed at the University of Windsor, and. So I've always been sort of drawn to social service work and, and primarily found myself working with women and women's issues um, within the newcomer immigrant community and really enjoyed the work and the experience. Uh, but most importantly, the, the women that I got to meet along the way and the stories and the experiences that they were able to share with me and I was able to share with them and the relationship and lessons that I learned, you know, through working and living and playing and being um, with these various women that I worked with really, uh, I think, inspired the path to cook up. So I've, I've grown up pretty much with um, businesses, right? Like uh, the, the women in my life were very much business owners, entrepreneurs, but, you know, as we call it here. Uh, but for them, you know, it was just life. This is how we <laughs> made our living. And so I'm very familiar with sort of growing up in a household where that's how someone made their livelihood. That, that's how I was able to get edu- education was because my mom sold her food on the side of the street. And because my grandma did that previously for her and uh, my cousins were able to 
you know, go to school and do all kinds of things because the women in her family um, were food entrepreneurs. And so the alignment um, between, you know, the stories of women that I've met and the work and the, the education and these experiences sort of came together to really sort of form what is Cook Up and what Cook Up is growing into. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And I guess that leads right into my next question is, do you want to just tell us a little bit about Cook Up, um, you know, what it is you do there and, you know, how it really all got started? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So <sighs> Cook Up was, you know, really was something that was cooked up over a couple of years. Um, it's been in the making and, and, you know, a lot of iterations have happened. And essentially what Cook Up is right now is a food business incubator. And what that means is that we are a space that prioritizes working with women and women of color to build and grow their food business. And we will do that by offering business coaching and other supports, um, access to a licensed kitchen space, and opportunities for them to sell their products. So, and, and also a wider connection to professionals in our community, networks and resources that they might need as well. And so all of that together is really what CookUp is. CookUp is about a shared collective investment in each other. Um, CookUp success is very much ingrained in our members' success as well. So we are really trying to push this model of what happens if we all share the resources together how far could we go together um and it's been a pretty interesting experience you know to say to share a kitchen together is one thing but to actually in reality share a kitchen space together is a whole different thing um but so we're we're learning a whole lot and so are members as well but the kinds of things that are coming out of it organically is i it's amazing honestly it is in terms of a little bit of backstory, so in our in our previous work, working with the settlement industry in Windsor, um, in the nonprofit world, what we saw was that there is a, a significant amount of resource and investment uh, put into programs that support and help uh, people to gain employment, and that's an amazing that's an amazing thing. But the gap that we noticed was that there were also uh, individuals who wanted to pursue entrepreneurship or their own business who were new to the community who might not have had the same uh, level of resource that we were seeing at least. And so we uh, would meet primarily women who would want to explore that but didn't have the resources there's the the target group of women that we work with have particular needs there's there's a certain amount of flexibility there is access to childcare that's really important um and we weren't seeing that a lot of those needs were being prioritized i don't recall thinking the amount of attention that we put into supporting people gain employment is similar to business ownership and that structures our society in a particular way as well, right? There's a certain amount of power dynamic that goes into employment versus entrepreneurship. So part of this work does have a bit of that uh, change-making aspect to it. And 
the other hand, we were seeing that women were running businesses informally, so out of their homes, making a living, but that the risk that they were taking on by doing that was significant. You can't actually do that mm-hmm. in Canada, run the business out of your home, especially if you're doing food. But there was a there was a waste in potential in, uh, for a lot of individuals in our community that I think over the years we realized really needs to be addressed. So Cook Up was also a response to that gap that we were seeing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love the, you know, purpose behind it and really the mission of the social enterprise. And, you know, what would sort of, I guess, be that end goal or what sort of impact are you, do you really want it to have on this community? That's a discussion that we're also really having uh, internally a lot in terms of, you know, what is, uh, what is the best way that we can capture the impact, especially because uh, a fair amount of what we call impact is intangible. We're not talking about uh, a clear-cut numbers-related or financial bottom line. As a social enterprise, we're also responsible to show uh, indicators for the environment, for societal well-being, for community connections. So how to really Mm -hmm. capture that? And to be very honest, that's an ongoing discussion that we're having with our members as well. But I think that overall, the belief is that when women are able to and feel comfortable, particularly women of color with uh, unique needs and different access to resources, uh, mothers, partners uh, who belong to a family and have different roles outside that that of an entrepreneur, when they are able to feel like the resources and the system is just as accessible to them as it is to anyone else. That is really sort of a goal, but it's, it's, you know, it sounds like a lofty goal, but it's not really, it's very achievable. It is, it has been achieved at different points in our history and is the case in, you know, many places in the world. So we know that it's achievable, but um, it sounds a little bit, vague to say it that way but that's really the most honest capture of impact that we could hope to have i would also say that one of the impacts i think that we're driving for is for women of color to feel connected and a part of the community in the way that is meaningful to them and not because I have been pushed into this particular route because, you know, I came here as an immigrant or a newcomer or because I am a person of color. These are, you know, I, I, I have to follow these routes, but to be able to build something that will have such meaning and purpose within the community and their own lives and the lives of their children and family and partners and friends um, that they can, again, so it really sort of starts to go into that intangible piece, right? That connectedness to the community and being able to interact in that meaning and fulfilling way for that individual. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I love that. And I, once again, I, I just think it's a great, you know, purpose and especially, you know, entrepreneurs and having that space they can really go to and, you know, make those connections and have that safe community is so important. And would you like to talk just a bit about sort of the process of it, you know, um, with like the membership or becoming a member and sort of how that all works in the business? So essentially, um, to be a member of Cookup is, um, there, there's a little bit of a process involved. We we do like to have a conversation um, first and foremost. You know, we do believe that certain business skills are those can be learned. What we're really looking for is that passion and desire, um, and that you know spirit to be able to really move yourself and and your community in a particular way through you know a food business. And so we will, we do have an assessment form that, you know, um, anyone can sort of fill out on their own. And that just sort of gives us an idea of where you are at and where you hope to be. And then, you know, we take a look at that assessment and we see, okay, this is what's going on. These are some areas that we might need to work on. And then we will schedule a a one-on-one consultation with our launch coach that we have on our team. And this coach will do sort of that initial conversation to get more, you know, more of an understanding of the individual, of their goals, um, their business idea, whether it's there or not, you know, but just to really sort of build that relationship and understand a little bit more. And then we sort of slowly move into whatever the natural progression might be. If it's, you know, we, we feel like we still need to sort of get to know each other a little bit more, then we spend more time on that. Um, or if we're quite sure that these are the areas that, you know, the, the potential member is ready to focus on, then we, you know, we start to sort of explore what that might look like and, and what engaging with Cookup might look like and, you know, how that can play into the, your bigger goal. So that's sort of the the onboarding process for us. And then really a lot of it, a lot of um, the wealth of Cookup happens in our coaching that, that we offer. And so currently we're offering weekly coaching and it's very individualized and focused on what that particular um, entrepreneur might request or need. And it's also quite flexible. So Sometimes coaching happens at 10 o'clock on Sundays and sometimes it happens at eight o'clock on a Tuesday because that's what it means, right? To be able to build your business, especially as a woman or a woman of color. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That that definitely makes sense. And, you know, with that too, sort of building up that process, do you want to tell us a bit about the startup of the business and, you know, maybe some of the resources that you'd use to get it up and running? We relied pretty heavily on our own sort of network of entrepreneurs that we were fortunate to have built a relationship with uh, over the last two or three years. And that's the community that exists at the Downtown Accelerator. So we had been in that space and uh, using resources and making connections with entrepreneurs in that space uh, as we were thinking about Cookup. And then once it start, started to get more formalized and we registered and we got uh, started to go for the incorporation status. That's definitely a, a resource that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that was an overarching piece that really made a difference in our initial startup steps. Uh, early on, after we were uh, formally registered, we applied for the Investment Readiness Program grant. 
um, from the Community Foundations of Canada. And uh, a little while or a few months later, we found out that we, we received it. And that really, I think, was an interesting turning point for us. So we applied around uh, February and then, you know, everything with COVID had around April. So April for us was a bit of a standstill month. We were not sure how we would continue or where the initial resources would come from, at least the financial resources. Uh, and having heard the positive news from IRP, which is specifically for social enterprises, I think was a significant turning point for us. One, because we knew that we had at least a little bit of a, of a financial cushion to be able to work with for those initial resources. But the, I think for me, at least, the main thing was the validation for a committee of mentors and, and peers and experts in the field to say, yeah, there's, there's value in this idea and I think you guys should run with it. And here is the backing to be able to, to do that. That was right around the April, June period. And then we launched right in June with the hire of uh, the part-time coach onto our team and starting to engage with clients to uh, start going to the farmer's market. And through that process as well, we met uh, the primary social kitchen, which was the commercial kitchen that we built a partnership with at the time so that our clients could access um, the kitchen and, and make their products. So there were a lot of um, key supporters through the community that were instrumental in our, in our startup process, at least the first year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, that definitely makes sense. And you, know, you did talk a little bit about how the pandemic has affected your business and you know, there was sort of that standstill point um, and then which direction to go with. Um, do you wanna just sort of talk more about you know, how is this affected and what sort of pivots have you had to make um, due to the situation? One of the first things that's coming to mind when we started to build cookup and think about what cookup might look like, especially our coaching, we really envisioned envision more face-to-face -face interaction, like <laughs> for our business, because it's so built in um, communication and relationship building that we, I think, just sort of naturally planned to just have a lot of face-to-face, -face, you know, communication, interactions with our members and events with the community. And so when the pandemic hit, that really threw us for a loop. We were like, okay, how do we build relationship um, if we cannot be together? And how do we build relationship with the community if we cannot host events? And how can we share um, if we weren't able to do that? So that was definitely one of the, the first, like, Ah, what do we do um, moments um, that the pandemic hit. But then, of course, you know, we sort of transitioned to the virtual space and, and doing uh, coaching virtually, you know, through Zoom. And that has really just sort of become our our norm now. And um, slowly we, we, we started to um, to go out into the community and we were really able to do that because of the downtown Windsor farmers market, being able to be open and being able to create a safe space for food entrepreneurs to be able to sell their products, that we were really able to utilize that resource in the community to 
help the members that we work with or support the members that we work with to be able to test their products in the community and, and, and really get out there during a pandemic. So those were some of the things that um, we were able to shift and change. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, I really do also need to mention that um, the clients that we work with or the entrepreneurs that we work with uh, are are really resilient and have have are not strangers to you know struggle in whatever form it is that it presents itself so the approach that we were seeing coming out of or the attitude that we were seeing come out of the entrepreneurs that we were working with especially at the time this is uh april may june is okay yeah this is you know this is a bummer but Here's the resources that we do have, and here's what we can do. And what are you waiting for? <laughs> Let's. We have to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. I specifically remember, um, you know, feeling like we were motivated to action because of what we were hearing from our entrepreneurs, and that um, I think that's really significant to mention. the 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 communities of people, I think. There are a lot of communities of people that um, do what they have to do with what they have, and I think historically this is this is true. So we're fortunate to be working with women that um, will make an amazing meal out of meager stuff, and I mean that you know literally and metaphorically. <laughs> um, so that 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 was great. We felt responsible to also meeting that standard. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I definitely agree. And, you know, like you said, making the best of with what you can. And, you know, it's, I'm sure it's been sort of amazing watching the process of all these entrepreneurs businesses come together. And has there been sort of one big highlight, um, you know, success moment, sort of looking back at your journey so far that you'd like to share? Yeah, at least one that's coming to mind for me was standing on Saturday at the farmer's market and there we there were four cook-up booths at the farmer's market with four separate businesses that we had worked with and standing there being like wow um okay so I think we might be onto something here (laughs) um it, it really was amazing to just sort of really see the journey for the entrepreneurs that we work with to see, you know, we had worked over a couple of months and then here you are standing in downtown in the middle of her community, putting yourself out there and selling your product and talking about your business. And for me, that was such an amazing, I think probably one of my top moments so far in Cookout. Yeah, I think for me also, it was uh, also related to uh, a day that we were at the farmer's market with um, one of the first clients that we had started working with. And this client um, would also bring her her son to the market, you know, to kind of help out. And... Um, on that particular day he was he was there and you know he was he was doing something that was really great and he was kind of learning even to just add up 5 plus 5 for a transaction 
And at one point she had said to me, you know, this is really great. He, he doesn't uh, often see me in this other role. And I really like that he's able to be here and also see me um, working to make an income for the family. And that's, that's a fulfillment in itself. And that I think really made me kind of stop and think about the different ways that entrepreneurship and women's entrepreneurship affects other individuals as well, whether those are individuals in the family who see uh, the mother figure making an income where that might be challenging certain roles or whether the, the, the next generation also learns certain skills that might be useful to, to them. And uh, that for me was a success. And, you know, of course I'm thinking, oh my, how do I capture that in a report? <laughs> but it's the storytelling piece as well. There's so much, um, there's so much that comes out of the stories that we see on, on a daily basis that I haven't, I haven't seen captured as well before, but there's so much value there. Uh, so that's definitely a success in my book. Yes, absolutely. I really love both of those stories. And, you know, it it definitely is having a huge impact on female entrepreneurs as well as their family and then the community as whole. And I think it's just amazing to, you know, see the impact of that. And, you know, you talked about there too, learning the learning different skills as you go along. And has there been something specific that each of you have learned about yourself through running your own business? Yeah, I think that it might not, it's not a necessarily new piece first of all yeah I learned all the time about the stuff that I do not know and still have to learn and made a mistake on so you know it's very humbling I think as well but uh one thing that I have come to understand about myself is that I I, I view success very differently you know for me bigger is not necessarily better and busier is not necessarily more successful um, I think one of the things that came not just from our local context, but sort of globally is that with, with the pandemic is that it really gave us a, an opportunity to stop and look at what it is that we, uh, have upheld and defended as, as normal, whether that's an entrepreneurship or employment or just life in general. Um, so with cook up, we're trying to, we're trying to challenge some of that. Um, and that's, I think, what I'm learning more and more about myself, that success might mean something different now. And it might not be the same definition that um, we accepted or took for granted a year ago. And I'm very okay with that. I think one of, definitely one of the many lessons um, that I'm learning and things that I'm learning about myself is, is the importance of sharing, speaking up and taking space and, and to ensure that that's done in a way that really represents you and what it is that you want to say and, and, and want people to know about you and be heard. And that's, that's extremely important. It, it's, it's an interesting lesson to that I think that I've picked up on in, in this con context. But again, like as women, we, we sort of get into these places of, of just being passive or being okay with how things are. 
and that, okay, this might be about as much as I can go because this is what is okay. But there's so much more room. There's so much more space that we can push and, and, and take up. And, but we really also have to be ready as an individual to be able to do that, to be able to assert ourselves and say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I need and, and, and then go for it. So it's an interesting lesson, but definitely one of the lessons that I've learned is the importance of really taking up that space and, and, and trying to create your way and create your path to get to whatever it is that you, you would like to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think those are, you know, two really great lessons. And I think that, you know, any entrepreneurs listening as well can really learn from those as well. And, you know, is there a sort of one piece of advice that you'd maybe give to someone who's looking to start their own social enterprise? Yeah, I think to put it really plainly um, is really to understand your why. I think if um, the social enterprise, it's not it's not a new area or, or concept by by any means. You know, it's an intersection. So to understand um, why it is that you're personally drawn to a social enterprise for me would probably be the core of it because I think if that is not that it can evolve as you know as you as you build but uh, there will be certain I think fundamental points and values that if you're clear the more that you're clear about them the more they will indirectly or directly come out in your business in your in your social enterprise and that will eventually end up being your personal distinctive brand so the core of all of that for me is uh, really to understand and be clear about your why, you know, what it is that you want to do. And also, I think just as important, what it is that you do not want to do. Um, for me, sometimes that's where it starts. I, I might not know exactly what it is that I, that I want, but I will definitely know what I do not want. <laughs> And um, for me, that's that's been helpful. Uh, so I would say, yeah, the why piece is is uh, crucial. I, I would say that almost quite similarly to what you have said, social enterprise model is quite interesting because it can almost be more involved um, and pulls you in more as a person. Like requires a lot more of you individually. And one of the things that I've also learned or someone have said this to me just the other day and I think this is a good thing to share in this um, podcast is that as a social enterprise the how you do it might change over time and that's to expect but why you're doing it is pretty constant so very much aligned with what you're saying so if you lead from that place of of impact and this is what I'm, I'm trying to create and this is the, the community that I would like to build and this is what it would look like and your guiding light like your guidelines come from that place then the how almost comes naturally like how it will happen will start to fall into place and that can also change but as long as you always have that foundation and that grounding area where you know this is ex- this is where I want to grow. This is what I would love to do for my community. Um, And this is the impact that I'd like to change. Then that statement can help you to make all sorts of decisions moving forward. 
Mm-hmm, definitely. I think those are two really great pieces of advice. And, you know, especially with, with, well, any social enterprise, but also an entrepreneur in general is really, you know, finding that why and why is it you want to do this and that impact. So I think that's great advice for anyone that's listening. And, you know, um, you have a lot going on with your business now and sort of launching. And is there any future plans you have coming up for your business you'd like to share? Well, our latest <laughs> project or edition is what is the Cookup Marketplace. And the Cookup Marketplace is located inside the business, the downtown business accelerator on Howard. And what the Cookup Marketplace is, is a shared space for our members. So once our members are sales ready, um, they'll be able to engage with the marketplace to be able to sell their products. So as a consumer, you'll be able to come to the marketplace, you know, safety protocols in mind, um, and be able to find products from several of our members all in one spot. And this is really our a purposeful activity and project for our members to be able to have a continued market opportunity for them to be able to, one, learn um, and sort of experience what it is to, to perhaps run a storefront and two, to be able to engage with the community and, and build their customer base and three, for our community to be able to engage with new businesses and new tastes and products. Um, so the cookout marketplaces are newest and um, I think for a few, there's a couple of things for future, but honestly, I don't think we could even think that far currently. <laughs> Yeah, no worries. Perfect. I think that's an amazing initiative. And, you know, I'm excited to see it all come together and, you know, all the different businesses in one area that people can visit. And do you want to just share where people can go to find this in person as well as online? Uh, It is located at the Accelerator at 1501 Howard Avenue. We're encouraging people to uh, pre-order online Mm -hmm. um, uh, through our Instagram page or to to message us directly or to message the entrepreneurs uh, to place their order online and pick up. Uh, one of our entrepreneurs also has delivery through DoorDash. So mm-hmm. that's one of the other ways that they can engage. Um, but we, we do honestly love to see people walk in and see the space. The space itself is, uh, at the accelerator is gorgeous to hang out in, but we're uh, we're being really mindful of the social distancing and all the caution that we need to uh, take seriously right now. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for joining me here today and sharing your story and all about your social enterprise. And I'm so excited to see all that's to come. And it's making such a huge impact on the community already. And, you know, I think it, it definitely inspires me and I think a lot of other people. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing that. Thank you for listening to Made It Happen podcast and this special edition segment brought to you by the Libro Epic Social Impact Initiative. Their Social Enterprise 101 coaching service, sponsored by Libro Credit Union, is aimed to support local community members who are working to start a social enterprise. Through this initiative, you will receive coaching, resources, tools, and networks to help you build a thriving social enterprise. This program is valued at over $500 and is free for all participants. Visit epicenterwindsor.ca slash social enterprise 101 coaching to learn more. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and tune in next month on the 15th for the special editions segment.